Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. As a kid, I was crazy about horses. It's no wonder since the TV was filled with incredible shots of horse flesh like Silver, the Lone Ranger. Come on, I know you want to do it. Hi-ho, Silver, away. And don't forget about Scout, Tonto's horse. Champion was Gene Autry's horse, which ended up with his own series called The Adventures of Champion. And of course, my all-time favorite and the most famous horse in TV history, Trigger. Roy Rogers' horse even had his own Dell comic book series, which recounted his exploits. I had a plastic figurine of a horse that I loved and probably still have in the attic. That's right, this is a picture of me in my favorite Spider-Man shirt, holding my baseball glove and this plastic horse that I treasure. I had a shirt that had an airbrushed rearing stallion on it. I was crazy about horses. And although I didn't get to ride much, I can tell you from all the books and shows that although a wild horse may provide a flashy and fun to watch ride at a rodeo, the wild horse was not really welcome at the ranch or on the range when your life and livelihood was tied up in a good horse that you could count on and trust. So we began to talk last week about how this relates to our money. Our bucks are often wild and like a horse, we must break our buck or it will break us. We talked about the fact that we must tame our money. We must make it mine. However, taming the buck isn't easy. Did you know that normally it takes six weeks to break a horse to minimum riding standards? Although the Western shows make it seem like it can be done in one day, the truth is usually that resulted in a horse that would buck every day afterwards. So breaking a horse was a process. So is breaking our money. We have to master it. But just like breaking or taming a horse is only the first step, and then there's this ongoing training that has to take place, the same is also true about our money. And for, in order for money to remain tame, we must train our money. You'll remember last week I said it this way, we must make our money mine. This week I wanna say this, we must make our money matter. It's as we tame our buck by training our buck that we make our money matter. Untrained money will never matter. It's here today and then gone tomorrow. And even though it passed through our hands, we have nothing to show for it. So in order to train our money, we must embrace two G words. 
I want you to join me in two passages that I believe work together as a part of the training for our money if we want it to mind and matter. The first passage is Numbers chapter 11, verses 4 through 9. The riffraff among the people had a craving, and soon they had the people of Israel whining. Why can't we have meat? We ate fish in Egypt and got it for free. But by the way, that's an out-and-out lie. They got nothing in Egypt for free. Everything they received was the fruits of harsh labor as slaves. It's interesting to me that even to this day, we still glamorize our own bondage at times. The passage continues. To say nothing of the cucumbers and melons, the leeks and onions and garlic, but nothing tastes good out here. All we get is manna, manna, manna. Manna was a seed-like substance with a shiny appearance like resin. The people went around collecting it and ground it between stones or pounded it, pounded it in fine in a mortar. Then they boiled it in a pot and shaped it into cakes, and it tasted like a delicacy cooked in olive oil. When the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna was right there with it. The second passage is in the New Testament. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. What I mean is this. The one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop. And the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop. Everyone should give whatever they've decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. Then in verse 10 and 11, the one who supplies the seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness. You will be made rich in every way. This is why we can't relegate God's blessings to just money, rich in every way. Then Paul tells us why God blesses us, so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Another version says it like this. The most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. These seemingly unrelated passages reveal that God provides the resources that we have. It is simply seed. God is our source. And even though someone else may sign your check, it is provision from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from heaven above. So the company name may be on the time card or the envelope that your paycheck arrives in, but it actually comes from God. These passages also reveal the two G words that God wants us to embrace to train our money. The first G word makes the second G word possible. In Numbers, it says the Israelites would gather the manna each day and then they would grind it and bake it into cakes. So the first G word and lesson is that we train our, our money by being willing to grind. The Israelites begin to complain about manna. They were tired of it. I wonder how many of us miss provision simply because we didn't expect a project. We miss provision because we won't grind. In other words, we have to be willing to go to work. We must be willing to put in the time. We must be willing to do more than just float through life and never work at this. Training our money will require work. It will probably require a budget. It will require disciplined spending. It will require a plan. It will require us to grind it out, to live on less than we make. In order for us to train our money, we must become people who work within the framework of the resources that we've been given. Most of us don't have a resource issue. Instead, we have a stewardship issue. It's hard work because our culture tells us to buy even if we don't have the resources to buy. 
buy now and pay later when the truth is the plan is the the pain is felt immediately grinding means resisting this trap in one of louis lamour's books called sack it i think he got it right when he said need and desire have no connection many people desire things they do not need happiness can be measured by what one does not need but often to see is to want isn't that true our eyes write checks we can't afford so we must grind it out we must learn to separate need and want dave ramsey explains this grind like this if you will live like no one else later you can live like no one else then he says to create big time success you have to stay focused and stay intense over an extended period of time training isn't easy but it is necessary how hard are you working and i'm not talking about how many hours I'm talking about how diligent you are with training the resources you already have. We ask for more, but what if we don't actually need more? What if instead we just need to be more diligent and deliberate with what we already have? The passage in 2 Corinthians relates because it reveals that God will give us enough resources. In fact, it says that he will supply us enough that we will have more than we need for ourselves. So the question isn't do we have enough? The question is, is, are we willing to grind what we have into the necessary provision? Again, I've said this several times already because I know our money resists this. Training money is hard work. You can't just earn and spend with no thought. You can't be controlled by impulse buying. You have to grind it out, plan, budget, track. Tell your money where you want it to go instead of wondering where it went. We must mature to the level where you can deal with delayed gratification. Make your money matter. This means having something to show for it at the end of the month, the year, and at the end of the life, of our life, other than just unpaid bills and owning stuff that no one ever even really wants. The truth is some of us are just lazy when it comes to training our money. We will work on our physical fitness, our mental ability, even our spiritual life, but we won't grind it out or work at our financial life. So maybe I need to remind you, God doesn't bless lazy. He also doesn't bless greedy. When we train our money by grinding it out, the second G word is possible. To train our money, we must be generous. Notice again what Paul tells us in Corinthians. God supplies us enough, not just for us, but enough so that we are able to be generous in every way. This requires us to train our money. We think training our money is about giving. However, giving is simply the result of bracing and embracing an attitude of generosity. Notice what Paul says. God gives us enough to give away. However, we won't do that if we don't train ourselves to be generous. Without training, we become like the rich man that Jesus talks about whose barns were filled to capacity. Instead of giving some of it away, he decides to build bigger barns and set back on vacation for years. But he dies in the middle of the night. And Jesus asked, who will enjoy this stuff now? Paul reminds us that God loves a cheerful giver. One ver version translates that as God loves a glad, a cheerful, or a hilarious giver. We tend to focus on the giver part of that statement and forget the attitude that must exist first, which then determines whether or not God loves how we give. God-blessed giving is a result of an attitude of generosity. A cheerful giver. We have to get that attitude working or the giving part will not exist or if it does it will be with reluctance and it won't be meaningful some of us give and then we wonder why it doesn't seem like we are as blessed as we think we should be 
Could it be that we're missing the generosity component? It may come down to our attitude in giving. The equation that was once given for prayer also applies to training our money. Discipline turns to delight. It's as we practice generosity that we train our money to continue submission to Christ. Paul promised us that God would give us enough to have enough to give away. However, that pipeline gets clogged when we refuse to give generously. It will quit coming in excessively if we fail to live generously. It's part of sowing and reaping. As we live generously and give back to God and to those around us, we become fruitful and multiply. So in order to train our money, we must grind and we must be generous. I believe that's why tithes and offerings are so important. Tithes require us to grind it out, to live discipline on the part that is ours. The 90% is ours. However, God laid claim to the 10% so that we would learn to grind it out. However, he doesn't stop there. As we grind it out on the 90%, he also calls us to be generous. Offerings. The truth is that tithing doesn't reveal that we are generous. Tithing only reveals that we are obedient. However, offerings reveal that we are generous. Offerings are next level. That is above and beyond. When we grind it out at tithe level, God promises that he will bless us. He blesses us so that we can move to the next level generous. By the way, that's why we do God's guarantee every year. God's guarantee is a part of the training. We grind in tithing for 90 days and we believe that as we do, God will honor his promise and get involved with our, our money. I want you to remember money is powerful and it requires a stronger master to overtake it and subdue it. And as we grind, he blesses and positions us to go to a higher level and embrace generosity. Discipline turns to delight. My question is, are you willing to train your money? Will you grind it out for 90 days and then graduate into generosity? I can assure you, God always honors his word. If you will do what he says to do, then he will bless you in every area of your life so that you can be generous in every way. I wanna encourage you to download the God's Guarantee card by scanning the QR card that's on your screen. If you're watching on Facebook, it will also be in the comment area. I'm gonna pray and as I pray, I want you to consider filling out this card. It simply states that you're going to train your money by tithing over the next 90 days. You may say, well, I'm struggling and I'm not sure I can do this. Listen, it's time to master your money. It will be a grind, but God will bless you. Maybe you already tithe. Then I still want you to fill out this card, not only as a statement that you will continue to obey, but also as an act of faith to God saying, I'm going to continue what I already do, but now I'm asking you, Father, to help me graduate into generosity. Provide what I need to go to the next level of giving in every way. So get your card uh, there on your screen or maybe print it out and put it in your hand and I want you to join me as we pray. Then after I pray, I'm gonna tell you what you can do with that card. So Father, we just, uh, we, we admit and we let you know right up front, we need your help. We need you to help us. We want to not only tame our money, we want to train our money. And we recognize that we can't do that on our own. So as we uh, think about and, and contemplate this grinding process over the next 90 days, I pray that you'd help those of us that are not giving, uh, not tithing, that in these 90 days we would make our money matter. And that as we grind this out, you would do what you say you will do in your word. You will bless us and that will allow us 
even those of us that have tithed for years, that we will be able to graduate to the next level, which is generosity. We ask you to do this because we know that you want to bless your people in every way. So, fathers, we fill this out. Help it to be a reminder to us that we're in this process, and it is a process, but we know we're going to be better for it at the end, and that it will honor you, and it will make your heart glad as we operate in generosity. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you filled that card out, what I'd like for you to do is to email it to Pastor Steve at passionchurch.tv. Again, that's Pastor Steve at passionchurch.tv. Or maybe next week, uh, hopefully we'll be back in the building and you could actually fill that card out and drop it in the offering bucket in person. We'll have cards available next week as well. I just believe that what's gonna happen is as our pastoral staff take these cards and we pray with you, we covenant with you in prayer, that we're gonna see God give things to you, not just money, but blessings in every way. And it's gonna be, we're gonna see incredible testimonies come out of this commitment that you're making today. 90 days of grinding and then graduating to generosity. I believe God is gonna get something to you. God bless you guys. We love you more than you know. Let's buckle up for a wild, but also a fun ride over the next 90 days. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Thanks so much for watching today and joining us in service. I want to take this moment and just invite you, if you don't know Jesus, if you have not started a relationship with him, then there's never a better time than right now. In fact, the word teaches us that today is the day of salvation. So it's very simple. We just simply pray or talk to God and just admit that we're sinners admit that we cannot do this on our own, that we need to access the forgiveness provided by Jesus's death on the cross. And as we believe that Jesus is who he says he was, the son of God, there's something that happens. There's a faith exchange and we become the children of God. We are saved. So I want you to join me in this prayer. Uh, and then after you pray, uh, if you mean this prayer in your heart, there's a number on the screen. We want you to let us know that you've made this decision so that we can get materials in your hand to help you on this journey. Let's pray. Jesus, we admit that we're sinners. We know that in our own strength, we have no way to get to the Father, to God. And your death on the cross made it possible for us to be forgiven and to be adopted into the family of God. So we trust the provision that you made. We believe that you're the son of God. We, are, we believe you are who you said you were. And we ask you to come and live in our hearts, but we surrender our lives to you and we make you the Lord and the savior of our life. We thank you for this in Jesus name, amen. Welcome to the family. Again, uh, use that information on the screen and let us know that you made that decision. We are with you on this ride. Um, a couple things coming up that we want you to know about uh, this Wednesday night 
Ignite Youth will be hosting an event called Flannel by the Fire. It's an outdoor service. It's a lot of fun. Young people, wear your flannel. Invite a friend. You will enjoy this event. We also want to mention this to you. Uh, if passion impacts your life, whether you're here local and come into our building or whether you watch every week online, we consider you part of our family and we want to encourage you to invest. On your screen, you're going to see several ways that you can give financially. That's part of that taming and training where we sow seed. And if you believe that we're good ground and we're impacting your life week after week, I just want to encourage you to give. Your gifts enable us to continue what we do as we reach out into our community. Our mission statement is encounter God, equip people, and engage our culture. And the only way that we're able to do that is by your generous gifts. So I just encourage you to give this week as the Lord blesses you. We love you so much and we look forward to seeing you soon. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.